Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're chilling here in Kansas City. My name is Noah Lampson. Today I'm joined by Tristan Cromweedy and Joey Cromweedy. We're going to be talking about some MMA news. We got that. We got about a half an hour to talk about. We have a lot to talk about in this MMA world. Indeed. Especially indeed. now that, you know, quarantine's been going on and, and, you know, this whole coronavirus. MMA has really been the only thing that's the yeah. only sense of normalcy that we've had. And we've had a lot of news to cover over the past couple months, but we're going to be focusing on the news that just came out. We're looking at Fight Island. And we're looking mm-hmm. at a whole – we got three title fights coming up. Yep, now, July 11th. Yeah, so what are we looking at, Joey? So the three title fights is uh, for the vacant uh, Bantamweight title. It's between uh, Jose Aldo and uh, Peter Yan. Jose's coming back? Yeah, Jose is fighting How at Bantamweight. How is he now? Oh, probably – Doesn't matter. 30, he's still great. 37, is he? Yeah, he's great. 37, 36? Wow. Something he's like that? He's still kicking it. Dude, well, he's – Dude, he – yeah, bro, he Absolutely. he definitely got robbed in that Marlon Moraes fight. Yes, like I, I I'm a firm believer that uh, he got seriously robbed, and I think they gave it to him, like gave it to Marlon, because if if Jose won, that would have fucked a lot of things up. But they just gave they give, they're giving him the title fight anyway, which a lot of people are upset at the fact that he's getting a title fight after a loss, but. And a to lo- be fair, Marlon is a beast. Marlon is he's a stud. Yeah, no, no discredit to him, but he lost. Like, and I'm not, and I'm not in the minority saying that that Jose won. I still think Peter Yan is better than Marlon, though. I, I agree too. I, I've been saying, I, oh, I've been saying for the for the last year or so that uh, that Peter Yan is is the shit, and he is going to be like he's going to fight for the championship or become champion. Now, uh, personally. I, I could see that fight going either way, but I would say I give the slight advantage to Peter Yawn. What about you guys? What about you, Tristan? Yeah, like I said, Peter Yawn. Um, his, I, th- I think he just hits too hard. I think he's going to just bring mm-hmm. the pressure to him, and he's going to make him – he's going to crush his opponent. Yeah. Now, Jose Aldo, ironically enough, for being featherweight champion for like – Six years, five years, or something like that. I mean, he was, it was a long time. Uh, he had a lot of trouble making weight and getting down to weight, but it was kind of funny. He's a nutritionist. Yeah, now. yeah. He never had a nutritionist for any of the fights at featherweight, but when he went down to bantamweight, it was his first time ever getting a nutritionist. And he talked about how that was the best weight cut of his entire career, and it showed in that fight. Like I was scared when I, when that fight first got announced because I was like, "Holy shit! There's there's no way that Jose is going to fight well, cutting an additional ten pounds because he already had trouble making feather." But uh, he got that nutritionist. He looked great. He didn't look like he slowed down at all. He looked crisp and fresh. And uh, I'm excited for this next fight. I'm excited for that fight a lot. And, and yeah, I, well, we also have to talk about the others. Briefly. Uh, yeah, yeah. As a, that's I mean that's the big introduction. This mm-hmm. fight is, this fight is huge not only for MMA just in general, but for exactly like what's been going on and the lack of sports we've just been getting. Exactly. In general. This th- this is huge, man. Yeah. This is like the Super Bowl of MMA. Yeah, I mean for right now, I mean th- there's there's three title fights on one card that happens about. Once That's every two years, open. That yeah, is I mean, not probably open. once every two years, mm-hmm. and if and that, especially really. yeah, and and not discrediting um, women's mixed martial arts when I say this, but a lot of times if they have three, it'll be two men's and uh, and one female, right? And I don't think there's ever been a time when there's been three 
men's yeah. uh, title fights. I, there's I, been I a lot of twos. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of twos, and there's there's been a few threes. But there's typically been a women's fight. But, but women's MMA has been really active. Yeah. Recently, the past and it's couple been, years, we've yeah. seen a, like, mm-hmm. like girls like Amanda Nunes. And, yeah. And 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 uh, Felicia Spencer as well, who yeah. obviously got her ass kicked last week. Yeah. You so. got Thug Rose hanging out there. Yeah. Joanna. Yeah. I mean, there's and that's. That's a fight that's and on you that had Cyborg there well. for mm-hmm. a little bit too. Cyborg and Amanda Nunes were you know one and two yeah. for a little bit. It was you know it, it was it was an interesting time. Well, w- that made it, yeah, that made Nunes' career was defeating yeah. Chris do you, Cyborg. Do you guys that believe? The, do you believe now like with with the dominance that Amanda Nunes has had on the women's just women's MMA in general? Do you believe that she has solidified herself as a, as like a goat or a Hall of Famer? She's definitely oh well, she's Hall definitely a Hall of Fame now. She's definitely like WMMA's goat. I don't think there's. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. can't consider well, no, no, a. I, that, that's what I well, meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't even consider my. I can't consider a close second. The, well, I think a close second would be uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, insane. and she's fought Amanda Nunes twice and lost both times, but the second fight Valentina won. I'm not sure if if you guys have actually seen that fight, Valentina. Beat Amanda Nunes when she went up, and it was a split decision, if I'm not mistaken. But people were were pissed, and people were like, "We want to see a third fight because she won that second fight, even though she's 0 2." Like that's what a lot of people think. Right, right. Like right. I've seen way more people talking about how Valentina won that fight than saying Amanda Nunes won that fight. But either way, going back to that card, yeah. Um, you know, you have that great Peter Yan and Jose Aldo, which is going to be a banger of a fight. And to me, that is the main fight. Like, yeah, that's the main yeah. event, if, if in you my ta- opinion. If you talk <laughs> about a fight that's going to be extremely exciting in a lot of aspects, uh, I, I think that's probably going to be the most exciting fight. But I think a close second is going to be the second title fight of Alexander Volkanovsky yep. and Max yep. Holloway too. Now, the first fight was, was fairly close. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky went in there with a game plan, executed it almost perfectly. Chopped, chopped at mm-hmm. legs, chopped at legs, built up a lot of significant strikes through the leg kicks, and he had some brief boxing combos with mm-hmm. leg kicks and won yeah, the fight exactly. that way. That's that's and, what it was. And I don't think anybody can can disagree that Volkanovski went in there with the with the better game plan. Well, than, people do because they're ignorant. But if yeah. you actually count all the strikes, yeah, um, you know, it wasn't a ground game. There, like, you, that's not an aspect of yeah. this type of fight. And, and so, and both those guys like to put on a show. So, so do, I, I wouldn't be honestly like I wouldn't be surprised if, if that fight could possibly be better than the Jose Aldo and Peter Yan fight. I mean, the, the, those two fights on paper are phenomenal, but but I would be surprised if Jose Aldo and Peter Yan wasn't the most exciting of the three title fights. But either way, uh, I Burns Burns and Usman's not. I mean, it's a great fight, mm-hmm. I guess. Pers- personally, that's not the title fight I want to see. I mean, I just I, personally just don't care for Kamara Usman as much, you know. Yeah, that's just me personally. I, I'm a, I'm excited for um, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, yeah Gilbert yeah. Burns. Uh, what I'm, he what I'm, he did to Woodley oh was was God, impressive. Woodley's not that good anymore, man. I, to me, that wasn't he, that impressive. I think regardless, like yeah. I think Gilbert Burns had a just phenomenal performance. On and the thing is, Tyron but he hasn't Woodley been competitive at, at is, all. Look at Tyron Woodley. Like at one time, we, people were considering him to be a champion. You know, I mean, and well, they thought will. there were people that thought he was the greatest welterweight of yes. all time, which was which, ridiculous. I, I, I don't think it was as ridiculous at a time 
as it is right now. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, it's a little it's a little easier to talk about. It's a lot easier to talk about GSP as the goat for welterweight. Than yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've always thought that GSP is is the goat of of. I actually think he's the goat of mixed martial arts in general, mm-hmm. not only welterweight. You know, and I I understand. I respect opinions of thinking John, which I sometimes can think that John is. John Jones Johnny, is the best. Johnny Bones. I mean, you, and, you know that's my Yeah, like, well, well some, some people will say Anderson Silva. I don't necessarily agree with that. Anderson, uh, I mean, like, like, Anderson Silva was fantastic, right? I put him top five. I mean, yeah. I, I I would put him easily top five, if not top three. But it's like, you have to look about the competition of things. And the middleweight division when during Anderson Silva's reign. Trash. Wasn't yeah, it was. But he just destroyed. I really, think, I really think the best person he ever fought in the UFC was Chael Sonnen and Forrest Griffin. Yeah. I really think that was it. And it's like when those, because like now middleweight is stacked. But I, like, I don't think he's a, like okay. Anderson Silva in his prime is not holding the belt and defending it as many times as he did in the past. Yeah. with today's UFC. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I I think when that next generation of middleweights came, you know the the Chris Weidmans, the the Luke Rockholds, the uh, uh, Ronaldo Souza, and uh, the Der- Derek Brunson, those guys came in there like that next generation, and Chris Weidman. Knocked out Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. and then in that rematch, Anderson Silva unfortunately broke his leg. But Chris Weidman was doing the exact same thing he was doing to Anderson God, Silva before. I that. Yeah, I mean that that that's probably like the most gruesome oh. injury that we like, especially like in a title fight. Like his, I don't think his leg was a fucking noodle. Yeah, I mean oh, it was gross. Goodness. But I mean, the second fight was not looking good for Anderson Silva before that happened anyway. So like I, I I'll mean, give I, you this. Anderson Silva being an old ass man looked really good against Israel Adesanya. That is true. That was yeah, actually yeah, I agree with that. That was a that was probably that was his greatest loss ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like g- going back to uh Max Holloway and Volkanovski too. I want to hear your guys' opinions on that. I, I think Max is gonna win. I I just think that I don't think this loss got to him at all. Just mm-hmm. to like a, a veteran sportsman like he's full of sportsmanship I agree. He, like he's, he who, understands. Who was his last fight again? Alexander, Alexander Volkanovski. Oh. It's, it's it was an oh, immediate so, so rematch. This is two. Yeah, it's the second It's an one. immediate rematch. Oh, okay, for okay, the featherweight okay. title. Mm-hmm. Like Volkanovski hasn't fought anybody since yeah. he fought. He, and, since and, he got and, the title. And Volkanovski was was true to his word, which is a rare sighting in the sport of mixed martial arts. Saying immediately after he got that title, saying in the interviews after being like, "I will give Max Holloway the immediate rematch because he is the greatest featherweight." Of all time, and Absolutely. he deserves mm-hmm. that. He's yeah. he's beat so much all the competition at, at featherweight, you know, besides him. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I, you know, that's only the right thing to do. And I respect the fuck out of Volkanovski for doing that and and keeping to his work. Because fighters fighters say that shit all the time, but they don't but they don't mean it. I think Max is gonna happen. win, and then there's gonna be a fucking tremendous trilogy, yeah. just like with uh, Stipe and DC. Yeah, and we can talk about that later. Yeah, man, I I, I think. Like I said earlier, Volkanovski had the better game plan. I don't necessarily think Volkanovski is overall the better fighter than Max. I mean, I I, I could be wrong. I mean, Volkanovski is amazing. He's you know he's beaten a, like a lot of the great featherweights on his rise to the championship. Like he did not get any shortcuts at all, and uh, he you know he he's he's a good champion. He deserved it. He doesn't get the credit. I, I you know compared to other champions. But uh, I think he's still a stud. He went in there with a better game plan, but in this time I think Max and his coaches are going to sit back, watch that fight a lot, and come in there with a better game plan. 
and uh, I I expect uh, Max Holloway to uh, to finish him. And finish? yeah, I I I I expect him to finish him in in either the fourth or fifth round. I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a decision. Okay. I I think it's gonna be a decision between Usman and him. You think both of them are gonna win by decision? I think I think this is gonna be a long card. You think so? Yeah. I think Peter Yan and Jose or and Jose Old is gonna be like a banger for like three to four rounds. Yeah. And then somebody gets finished. But that but that fight has much more potential for a quick knockout. It does. Than all the others. It does because Max Holloway is not known for knocking out people quickly. He's a lot of like like we say salt and pepper, and he yeah, just he, beats up on you. I mean when you what you when you saw Brian Ortega absorb the damage of Max Holloway. Max Holloway looked like a fucking Dragon Ball Z character, d- dipping a diamond <laughs> and hitting him, just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, and just dismantled him. I and honestly think that it crushed him that loss. Brian like Ortega, he still he yeah. still hasn't fought. He still hasn't like fought. He's, yeah, that was. I understand injuries holy, have a huge part yeah, of that. I mean, he got injured, but like, but it's probably it's been he, two years. Yeah, just about. I mean, he even took like a year off before he got injured. Like he was not. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. He needed a good few months to recover from all that because his face was was so messed up. Like, and that was fights like, like that. I think need at least six months yeah. before you actually go into. Like, I mean, that's the thing. And these title guys, they're going up against the best in the entire world. Exactly. Okay, it's you're not you're not working your way up the ladder because a lot of these guys that have crazy amount of potential wipe through the guys that aren't unranked. Yeah, they just they just kill them. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that close because there's that next level in the UFC, yeah. and he's a big part of that. And I so like I I think that Max loses the first two rounds, and then does what Max Holloway does in rounds three, four, and five, which is outlast the opponent and hit him with clean shots. I mean, you could even see Max Holloway when he fought Dustin Poirier for the interim uh, lightweight title was getting his ass kicked. Like, for the first two rounds. Like, he got he was getting rocked and rocked and rocked. Like, it is... P- people talk about fires with a chin, and I think Max Holloway has kind of slept on in that department. You saw what Dustin yeah. Poirier was doing to him. And, but, and but Dustin that, Poirier is just such a bigger man. Exactly. Than he's just, just, he's just so much they're larger. They're not in the same weight class, no. even though they they mm-hmm. weighed in the same day. That and doesn't mean Ma- they're the same Max build. Max Holloway is, is in an interesting situation because he's such a big featherweight. But not a big lightweight, yeah, like at all. I mean, he, I wouldn't say he's like a tiny lightweight, but Dustin Poirier is a massive lightweight. You know, yeah. I mean, he's like we talked about this. What was it like last week or two weeks ago? Saying that I think Dustin Poirier is the second biggest lightweight behind. behind I mean, Khabib. if he had a couple more inches of reach, yeah. he could go up to one seventy, and people really wouldn't blink an eye. No, I mean, I, I think Dustin Poirier could go up to one seventy, and he would he would have a lot of success. But that's but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, but uh. I, I expect oh, but we got time. <laughs> we we do have time. Maybe, maybe we can get back to that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, DP fan. <laughs> so. Double penetration, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, Max Holloway and uh, I I think he'll come out on top of that one. So so my pick so far, I think Peter Yawn. I give him the slight edge over Jose, but I would wouldn't be shocked. The well, I think a lot of these fights are going to be really close. Yeah, and I I, give I, th- him, I think Jose got a chance, man. No, I agree with that. Like I, it's it's one of those things where I give like fifty five to Peter Yan and forty five to Jose. You know, like very close odds. You got to you got to realize it wasn't that long ago that that Jose Aldo was like in his prime, yeah. like, going against Connor. Yeah, I think you know think about that era of Jose mm-hmm. Aldo. Yeah, you know, and so 
you're thinking like just a, just a couple years later, you know, get himself back into fighting shape, especially now that he has more time on his hands. Like, I think I think he can come back and as good as he was. I think he's hungry again. You yeah, know? and and that and that's the that's the most important thing. Because think about it, this is this fighter. is a once in a lifetime opportunity right here. You think mm-hmm. about it. Even like from a fighter's perspective, you're looking at a guy who's had a lot of time this year just to fight, and he's got a lot of experience. You know, he's definitely one of the most experienced MMA Especially fighters in, in championship history. fights. Exactly. So he has all that knowledge, and coming in uh, as such a uh, like, especially you're looking at like the late 30s, you're learning so much, and you've already learned so much, and you just keep getting better and yeah. better and better. And, and Jose his knowledge has just gotten so much better. And, and he didn't look like he was that age when he no, fought Marlon. Like, not at, at all. all. He looked like he was in his late 20s, early 30s, when he's I think he's 36. His body is just all... He's gifted. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but the all-day family is just... Dude, yeah, whatever he's, it is, he's they stud. got it. And uh, th- that's actually... I give... that. That's one aspect where I think Jose can, can beat Peter, but, but, but Peter John is that young, hungry fighter that has never eating that full meal, you know, I, like, I, like Jose yeah, has. I think Peter is either going to win by knockout, TKO, or Jose wins by decision. You think That's, so? Yeah. I I would be shocked if that fight made it all five rounds. No, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, that that surprised, but... uh, I think they... In those lighter weight classes, it's a lot easier for them to go five rounds. Yeah. Versus, like, flyweight and bantamweight are the weights where every single guy can go five rounds and be... Maybe you have to. They may not be consistent like with their connections on striking or their grappling, but at the same time, they have the stamina to do it every exactly. single time. Yeah. Unless they make a ridiculous weight cut. I agree, I agree. But uh that, that that's that that's the f- I, I'm actually really excited for that fight. Now, but let's move on to uh Gilbert Burns versus uh Kamaru Usman. I want to discuss this one a little bit more. Now, I, I know you said Tristan that this is not the fight that you were looking for for the welterweight strap. No, but you know, I think, I think Gilbert Burns wins, and I, I, I really he's think he's on that. a tear, dude. He, I think, like I said earlier, man, I think that was one of the best his best fights I've ever seen I've, from him. I've, I, I always have like that dark horse of every division, and I said Peter Yan was the dark horse like a year ago. Look at I, him now. I said Jerry Cannonier in middleweight is the dark horse of that division. Look at and, him now. And uh, yeah, G- Gilbert Burns. Um, I especially, I always thought he was good, and then especially seeing him after the Woodley fight, I'm not really sure if I can consider him a dark horse because of what he just did, but uh, because you know how impressive he looked, but uh, he's not a lot of people know his name though. Yeah, this is like the first fight that people really been talking about Gilbert Burns. Yeah, well, after he beat Tyron Woodley. Yeah, because that I mean that's such a big name because fucking sports right now. Gilbert Burns has hands. He has hands. I, I actually think his hands are better than Usman's, and. I, I don't. I don't think he has better hands. I think he has more power. I think that he can. I think he can press him up against the fence in a striking position and win, but not in a grappling position. And if they're range fighting, I'd pick Usman with straights and jabs. No, I mean I, I could see that. I could see towards the center of the octagon giving the advantage to Usman, but near the fence, I could see the advantage of Gilbert Burns up I, on his back. Fucking Gilbert Burns Gilbert all day. Gilbert Burns is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's like a world champion. Like I think he's a second or third degree. I, but I still th- I think that I Usman know. is going to beat Gilbert Burns standing up most of the fight. I, I disagree with you on that. I disagree with you. I, I, I don't I don't expect to see Usman attempting to out wrestle and grapple Gilbert Burns. If he did that, I would be extremely impressed. Extremely impressed. But. He, well, why, I, like, I why, think, why would he risk it? You know, I think like, he's more I, I think of a fence. He's more of a fence 
kind of like pr- pressure heavy on the fence. Usman, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't really see him taking him down because he because of his uh, his Brazilian pedigree. Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. yeah, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu pedigree. Yeah, and I think that would be an extremely foolish game plan as uh, Kamaru Usman's coaches to go in there and try to out grapple Gilbert Burns. I mean, like him and his brother. Uh, his brother just fought uh, Herbert Burns, I think. They're, I mean, they're both like amazing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artists. They both got into him. They were like four years old, and they're both like high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artists. But they also have hands. Like, like they have they have striking. Now, Gilbert, like Her- Herbert's more of a, I'm pretty sure it's Herbert, is much more grappling-based. But but uh, Gilbert is, I, I, I think, I think he wins that fight. I really do. I, I, I think he wins by decision. Talking about cards, you know what I really, really want to see? What's that? I want to see a Dagestan, well, a Moscow event, and I want uh, Islam, Zabit, and Khabib to all fight. Yeah. I would love to see that. And, like, good fucking quality matches. Yeah, you, yeah, you could get Khabib versus uh, Gaethje. Gaethje, yep. Um, uh, Islam, uh, Islam versus... Um, who would be a good lightweight fight? Um, Islam versus oh, what's the kid that? Actually, Islam's ranked now, so yeah. You know what I like? What's uh, that? Islam versus uh, Oliveira. Ooh, Charles Oliveira. dude, that'd be yeah, a good that'd be Char- a good fight. Dude, Charles Oliveira's on a tear. Holy shit, dude! So, his striking, what he did to Kevin Lee yeah. was oh, fucking nuts. Because oh. how Kevin Lee looked against uh, what is it? Six Greg, or seven fights in a row he's won or something I like that. I think after he beat Kevin, it, it became seven. I'm pr- it's crazy, like, Kevin. Like, it almost all seven. of my finishes. Like he was one of those fighters that was like a journeyman for like five, six years, and then all of a sudden something fucking switched and was like, I'm gonna start knocking people out all the fucking time and just start finishing everyone. That what he did to Kevin Lee, especially with how good Kevin Lee looked against Gregor Gillespie in that highlight reel left head kick that knocked him out. That that head kick was beautiful. Yeah. That, that whole combination was <laughs> yeah. was whew, oh my gosh! I remember watching that live and just my jaw hitting the floor and being like holy shit Kevin Lee's back and then Charles Oliveira not gonna lie I knew he was on a win streak but I was like man Kevin Lee looks so good I'd be shocked if he lost and after like the after like the first round I was like holy shit this guy's the like this guy is nuts like he has improved so much because he's been in the game for a long time he's he's I mean Charles Oliveira is he has some of the most fights in, in the UFC yeah, complete veteran, yeah. and I think that obviously, if if I'm a gambling man, I'm gonna pick uh, Charles Oliveira over uh, Islam. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's but, a good fight to make. It, but I think it's really interesting mm-hmm. because Islam is someone who's he's he's just he's pretty much killed these chumps. You know, he's proven times, that yeah. he's a ranked uh, lightweight, which is the most competitive weight class in the UFC right now. So yeah. it's just like I don't know. I it's love like it. you know like like lightweight in in UFC is like what heavyweight in boxing was in the eighties. But you know, no, like, now th- you know what else would be 90s. good? Ortega coming back, and then him fighting Zabit. I disagree with you. You don't like that? No, I like Korean Zombie versus Zabit. Ooh, that. That the, that's a fight that would be a banger because Korean Zombie has they're so different, man. Yeah, so different. The Korean Zombie is is so good. That's somebody that I, I could see him becoming the first Korean champion in UFC history. And uh, and he even has a um, there's that there's that one fighter. Um, oh no no he's not Korean. Song Yudong is uh, Chinese, I think. Actually, never mind. I thought he was Korean, but that guy's pretty good too. But Korean Zombie, I th- I, I think Korean Zombie versus Zabit would be. 
a killer of a fight. And I, Zabit is funky, but I would give that edge to the Korean zombie. In <laughs> the that fucking fight. Asian boxer. Dude, holy shit, dude. That <laughs> dude has some hands. Like, yeah. Like, you're talking like, like, dude, he looks like some, like, Irish boxer going in there and just is beating the fuck out of people all the time. I mean, I was like, damn. I did not, I'm pretty sure he knocked out Frank Yeager when they fought. I mean, keep that in mind. Frank Yeager took the fight, I think, on less than two weeks' notice. Uh, I think it was. It was, like, it was like, at right at two weeks. He yeah. just snuck in yeah. there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, he was supposed to fight Brian Ortega. Korean Zombie was. Mm-hmm. Brian Ortega, remember, we were talking about that. He got injured. Yep. And right before that fight. I think it was I think it was closer to a week, honestly. But Brian, you know, uh, kudos to Frankie Edgar taking that fight, and uh, yeah, uh, Frank Frankie Edgar is. Frankie Edgar is one of those, yeah. yeah, great fighter. And uh, but he only got finished once before, and that was by Brian Ortega. He was known for being durable, whether it be, you know, I mean, Frank Edgar was known for his grounded pound, and his, he's always been really small for his weight yeah, class. Exactly, but he's always kept up. He's always been he's been like in that top five for a long time. He's a good bantam weight. I'll say that he's yeah. good size for bantam, but on yeah. feather, he was always well, a little Frank guy. Frank Edgar was talking about how he wanted to drop to to bantam weight when he lost to Max Holloway, but uh, on that short notice fight, they needed somebody, and Frank Edgar stepped up to the plate. Unfortunately, it wasn't his night for him, but it was a good night for the Korean Zombie in South Korea to beat a legend like Frank Edgar. Mm-hmm. You know, I I watched that fight. I was I was really happy for him. I like the Korean Zombie a lot. But I think that would be a hell of a fight to make Korean Zombie versus Zabit. Now I think Zabit is ranked. I think he's four. Uh, I think he's a little higher than that. Was he three? No, no I, I meant I meant lower. Sorry, I think he's like seven or six. Let me pull it up real quick. It's it's hard to remember. I thought he was in the top five contenders. I thought he was like a fight away from a title shot. Oh shit! No, he's three. He's three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if he if he wins one more fight, he 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 should get a title shot. Yeah. But uh, let me see where uh where the Korean zombie uh he's he's Korean zombies four, three and four that that like beautiful fight that 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 makes sense they could fight. And, uh, I mean, like, it's funny because Yair Rodriguez beat the Korean zombie, but he was getting his ass kicked and knocked him out at the last second of the fight with mm-hmm. that nasty elbow up and knocked him out at four minutes, 59 uh, four Yeah, I used to do that in the streets every day. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but, um, Tristan Cromweedy with the jokes, yeah, uh, everyone. <laughs> Korean zombie is above him, but. Yeah, man, that 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 would that would, I think that would be the fight to make. You know what the really big fight is that everybody wants to see. I think I want to see this fight more than any of those fights. Is Adesanya and Costa? That's that's that the, the fight. That's the big big fight I really want to see. I'm really excited for Robert Whitaker and Darren Till. Oh my goodness! That's a fight that I'm. That is, that's so gonna be really I just want to see Darren Till fight again in middleweight. Because he looked great yeah. last time. He he, he played a kind of a slower approach, but uh, I don't. He looked I don't, I don't, great. It but, was such a great performance from him. I respected Darren Till a lot. Um, talking about how hard it was for him to to be undefeated and the rise of welterweight, right? You know, and then kind of being like this full of himself youngster that goes in there and would the, yeah the veteran crushed him just destroyed him and then, and then coming back Masvidal. out Masvidal <laughs> not fighting for like a year and a half you know kind of this was the first fight to really boost Masvidal and what he is today one of the biggest stars in mixed martial arts but knocks out Darren Till in a brutal way and Darren Till talked about how fucking scared he was fighting Kelvin Gastelum like that is not an easy fight for moving up a weight like I, I was really shocked that they that they didn't give him a, an easier fight because I think Kelvin was ranked three or four when 
when Darren Till moved up. But but Darren Till was such a massive uh, welterweight, and he he is still a big middleweight. He's he looks mm-hmm. so big uh, at uh, middleweight, and uh, I think he's a good. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's huge like Yoel as yeah, a middleweight. Well, of course not. But he's he's. I think he's a good size for middleweight, and he was a monster at welter. But mm-hmm. that. that I, I could just tell that Waco was just too much. I'm, he, but but you have to think of Darren Till's perspective of he fought Kelvin Gastelum, who used to be a welterweight, and then he's fighting Robert Whitaker, who used to be a welterweight. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, even if he beats Robert Whitaker, which, oh, man, I don't know. It's Gastelum just, it's just, needs to win. Yeah, he does. He needs it bad. Because I'm, I'm a big... I'm a big Kelvin Gastelum fan. He's good. Yeah, he's great. He's a really good fighter. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's the youngest Ultimate Fighter winner. Yeah, he's 20, 21 years old. He just turned twenty one because you have to be twenty because there's a bunch yeah. of alcohol and stuff. So he was he just turned twenty one when he went in there. He looked like a kid, mm-hmm. and he won. He, he was like one of the last, like like the second to last pick, and he beat Uriah Hall, who's like the, the number one pick or number two pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny because now they're like best friends. Yeah, like there's like there's like videos and stuff of them playing UFC no, three yeah, together. I, I, I was yeah. actually I was watching those clips the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, it's it's pretty funny. But mm-hmm. either way. Yeah, I, yeah I, he remember needs I was that telling win. you I was watching a bunch of those old uh, UFC press conferences, and I remember yeah. Kelvin Gastelum was in one of them, and I started watching a bunch of his old Ultimate. I mean, Fighter he's a cool, clips. dude. Yeah, and he, he is. and dude, he comes from like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, like he really is like a like a like his. I think his mother's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a single mother, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. And he comes in there, and he I, and I think that's why he became the Ultimate Fighter is how hungry he was. Like, like he t- talked about coming from nothing. Too. Yeah, like he wasn't just fighting for and he, for and he had to prove it too. Yeah, like because he like like you said he wasn't drafted mm-hmm. high at all. No, no, I think he, he was, was the second to last pick or third to last pick. You know, out of sixteen fighters, or whatever. You know what I think would be an awesome documentary for the UFC would be Jorge Masvidal in like a Kimbo Slice documentary like in like all the, the south side of Miami Miami street well, I mean, fighting. Kimbo Slice is dead. I, but I'm talking <laughs> to, I mean he obviously wouldn't be in it but you could yeah. still bring up previous interview things yeah. of him. I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC did something like, like him that. and uh Ray was Ray uh yeah, fuck. Uh, he 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 was a professional boxer. Yeah. Um fuck. And Jorge was like 30 pounds less than him. He <laughs> you know, him he won in the street fight. He beat him twice. Yeah. And they but were they close. you know yeah. Jorge talks about how that was like his one of his toughest mm-hmm. fights he's ever been in. Like even as a journeyman, he talks about like that was a that was a tough. I mean yeah. just going bare knuckle with a fucking grown ass man. Jorge talks about being 14 years old fighting in these backyards, fighting like 25-year-old But I, I would love and to there's see clips. Yeah, wouldn't I've that, seen Wouldn't them. that documentary be so interesting? Just like the whole thing, like they interview their family members, their close friends. That would be cool. They like yeah, they go around so the things they grew up around, like the the spots they used to hang out at, mm-hmm. and they just give every detail about like how fighting yeah. became a part of their culture, I guess. Yeah. No, that, that that'd be that'd be cool. And I mean, Jorge Masvidal is is a true fighter yeah. in, in every way. Like you talk about, he, he all he's known his whole life is basically fighting. Now a lot of fighters he's, say he's that, the Roberto Duran of MMA. Yeah. Like he's like the well, street that's why, fighting like, Roberto, fucking like Roberto Duran's like his idol. Like Roberto yeah. Duran walked out he, with they're him. They're the same person. And, yeah, like just different sport. Exactly. But uh, yeah, dude, Jorge's a Jorge's a beast, man. What he did to to uh, Darren Till. Legend. And that was and Ben Askren, the the most glorious knockout in UFC history. Honestly, like probably the most watched knockout in UFC history. Tristan and I have a history with that knockout. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, explain that story. Phenomenal story. So okay, so we were 
It, this was 2019, correct? This was last. It was July. Year. This was last July summer. 2019. I'm yeah, this mm-hmm. was last summer. And yeah. Tristan wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to go watch some UFC. Yeah, I just fights. got off work. And you just got off work, and so I picked him up at his mom's house. Yeah, I remember I called Noah and I was like, "Hey, you got to pick me up at my mom's house because I'm gonna go to the Buffalo Wild Wings and get fucking drunk as shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll drive. No big deal because I don't drink." And mm-hmm. it was it is what it is. And so we pulled up to we were pulling literally just walked into this Buffalo Wild Wings as and he and as we were driving to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Belton, uh, Tristan talked to me and was like, "This Jorge Masvidal fight's gonna be legit. I'm really excited with Ben Askren and all that because Ben Askren at this point was a really big hyped up. You know, this was a, like a uh, third fight in the UFC. No, what? no, it was a second. 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 Yeah, okay, he just got the Lawler one. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's right. By a very so, controversial. Yeah, I remember that. And and her, I, remember I, her I still being, think he would have made him pass out eventually. Think so? I do. I think. I don't. I don't doubt that. It was just such a tight submission. But it was just unfortunate. Yeah. You know, Robbie Lawler. If it's a brawl, not even close. No. Yeah. <laughs> but he caught him, and it was real mm-hmm. slick what he did with that bulldog choke. Yeah. But uh, continue. With but yeah, the story. yeah, yeah. So. Um, at, literally, as we were walking to Buffalo Wild Wings, we're, it was a wait. It was like a like a ten five ten minute wait, and we were just sitting there. And there was a TV screen right at the host stand. And then, literally, as we're watching this fight, Tristan and I pull up. We're like, "Oh yeah, the fight's just started." And literally six seconds into five. the fucking or five. Well, it was officially six. No. Was it, it was nine? Five. Was it five? Mm-hmm. And it, was it was honestly quicker than. Yeah, that. It was honestly yeah. more. Oh, like yeah, three, it, was but it was like two to three. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, so literally five seconds, seconds into the fight, everyone in the bar just went, "Oh fuck!" And everyone started freaking out, and and Tristan and I were going crazy because we we're like, "What the fuck did we just yeah, see?" We, we don't even need to explain this knockout. If you know anything about mixed martial arts, you've you know seen it. Yeah, yeah. And so like, and <laughs> the whole bar. Yeah, went if you crazy. don't know the quickest knockout <laughs> yeah. in history, then yeah. don't act like you know anything about it. Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 This was who's Jorge? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember I was at uh, I was at Connor's house. Oh yeah, you and, were in Smithville. And yeah. Con- Connor's uh, Connor's dad is a is a big big mm-hmm. MMA fan. Like probably knows I mean, he knows more than me and all this stuff. And I consider myself a big fan. And uh, he talked about how much he how much he didn't like Jorge. And how much we need to get Connor's dad down here and for this podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. the fish flop afterwards. Yeah. That was fucking but, great. Oh my but because Ben Hasker was talking all that shit, oh, and he like got knocked months. out in a few seconds, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but but Connor's dad was talking about how he was like, oh, I think Ben Hasker's gonna grab him and do this. And I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I think Jorge knocks him out. He's like, I don't see that happening. Oh. And then it's like. The UFC Sports Clock brought to you by Modell. John, yeah, Joe Rogan's like, oh, <laughs> no, my God. It, was, it was, yeah, it was John Anico and Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. But, I have, I have that video saved on my phone, yeah. so I, I, I'll like go back and periodically like watch the entire fight. Yeah. If I have like five minutes to kill, it's like, all right. You cool. know, it's a good fight when it fits in the time of a vine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a TikTok video, shit. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, but I'll dude, just that, be that like was... sitting there waiting on waiting like right before class, and I'll just be re- watching the <laughs> UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Like I quickie. I have that's easily the most watched fight I've ever seen, just because it lasted five seconds. I've seen yeah. the clip like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, that. But, 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 but what were we talking about right before that? Last trip, we were, well, we, we were talking about um, the 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 card, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. But we were talking about like Jose Aldo, and then. Mm-hmm. I don't remember after that. Well, Kel- Kelvin Gastel. Oh yeah, Kelvin Gastel. And then we talked about. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask uh, Robert Whitaker or uh, Darren Till. It's kind of what we. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We didn't get back to that. Yeah. Who do you think on that? 
Um, I would say ooh, that's a really good fight. That I'm gonna say fight. I'm gonna say Robert Whitaker. I'm gonna say that. What, what, what about you, Noah? I gotta go Robert Whitaker. I mean, I, I'm not. I just I've never really been much of a Darren Till fan to begin with, and I just. I, I mean, just everyone's gotta love Robert Whitaker. He's yeah. the nicest guy ever. I, I mean, actually I love both of those men. I like them both too. And and but I think that I just I just don't know enough do you, about Darren. Till. Do you follow really? Darren Till on Instagram? Not really. No. Do you follow him? You I need to. Should I? He's so funny. Is he? Yeah. All right, I'll it's pull it's up. it's hilarious. He's like the funniest. You know who I really enjoy following besides is, is, uh, uh, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo cracks me up too. The cringe King, dude. But uh, what's his name? The the King the of King, the King of Cringe. Triple C. Yeah, Triple C. But uh, but dude, him on him on JRE. I, I enjoyed that. I haven't finished it, but I, I watched the whole thing when it came. I out. I love Henry Cejudo, like actually as a person, like instead of like his cringe persona. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's insane. Henry Cejudo, man, he's just been one of the coolest guys to ever, you know, put on the UFC gloves, man. Yeah. Like, especially coming from his Olympic background, as like, was he a gold medalist? Yeah, gold medalist yeah. at twenty one. Good lord! And then just coming to the MMA and just dominating. Yeah, you know, he's been, he was just been great. He only had two losses. Yeah, at like five foot three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just he, he's he, just dude, dude. I me and you talked about this. I really wanted to see Cejudo go at featherweight. Oh, I mean, I did too. I, I I wouldn't see him getting the title. If he be if he became featherweight champion, is he the best of all time? Oh yeah, like easily right. Yeah. He's quadruple C at that point. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like w- would he would he become the, as he's claimed, yeah. the greatest combat if he sports Volkanovsky athlete of, of all time? Holloway. Even if it wasn't for a title, let's say an exhibition match. You know. But does he become the greatest combat sports athlete of all time? I would say so. I would agree. I would absolutely agree the with that. The highest pedigree of, of wrestling in the world. John Jones I, didn't do that. No, I mean, well, John Jones didn't even make the Olympic team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't even think he tried to... Dude, the Olympic team drafted Henry Cejudo at 16 years old, and he lived in the Olympic Training Center. That's like some Spartan shit. Yes. Like, they're grabbing some kid and molding him to be a gold medalist. And mm-hmm. that's all he's ever known, that's, is, is oh, determination. Could you imagine? No wonder he became a two-division two champion and did all this stuff. Like, And he really hasn't been in MMA that long. Not really. really. You, and he you, already you know retired because he's done so much yeah. shit already. But his aggressive style of wrestling was a lot of training for MMA. Yeah, like of it, course. In, in I mean, he's not even yeah. that old. No, he's uh, 34, Three? 33, yeah, 34, yeah. 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 I, think he, I think he turned 34 this year, if I'm not and mistaken. Dude, like, especially at, at his at featherweight, like, 34-year-olds can make it at featherweight. Oh, yeah. I mean, Max Hall, especially well, no, well, Max Hall was young, but... uh. I mean, Joe, Jose Aldo lost to Conor McGregor at 30, 34, 33. And so was like Conor. Conor's like 32, 33. So just well, roughly Well, Conor's 33 now. Is he? Yeah. You you could be right. I don't remember his age. I don't I follow think, him that much. I, th- I think he I think he's 33 now. Yeah, man. If, if Henry Cejudo went up to featherweight and beat and became a champion up there, I don't see how anybody could argue that he's not the greatest fighter of all time. Especially as a flyweight going up two weight classes, like like it'd be different if like a welterweight went down to lightweight and then went up to middleweight and won. But as going as being the smallest weight class in UFC and then having a lot of odds against you to beat TJ Dillashaw when he goes down a weight class and knocking him out in like forty something seconds or 50, 50 seconds around there, mm-hmm. and then going up to fight TJ Dillashaw, 
And then Tito Dillashaw pops for EPOs. <laughs> and then he cheated for the fight anyway, and he still lost in 50 seconds. Yeah. And then beating Marlon. Well, I mean, even before he beat TJ, he beat uh, Demetrius Johnson. And then he beat TJ, and then beat, went up and beat Marlon after getting his ass kicked for the first round. And then beating Dominic, defending the belt against Dominic Cruz. I mean, I, I already put him in that contention of GOAT status. And a lot of people, people disagree with me, but I, I already put him in that contention. All right, and that's going to wrap up the first MMA podcast here on the stovetop. Hope you guys enjoyed your stay over here. I know this is something I really haven't done, but MMA really is one of the sports that I do enjoy covering. So we're going to be doing this podcast over the summer, considering UFC is really the only big live sport that's going on right now. We're going to have full pre-fight and post-fight coverage for you on UFC 251. I'm really looking forward to doing this for you guys, because I know I have a lot of people who are interested in MMA and want to get into MMA, but really don't know the field. But we got you covered here on the stovetop podcast. Appreciate your say, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next time peace